you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Off the bye week, heading into Turkey Thanksgiving week, a.k.a. Rivals Rivalry Week versus the Falcons. Thank you for tuning in to Off the Edge with me, your host, Cam Jordan. I'm super excited. We're not only going to talk about the fail cons, uh, the foul cans, the, you know, the trash cans. I mean, the Falcons, right? It's Saints rivalry week. It's New Orleans versus uh, Atlanta, you know, Louisiana versus Georgia. It is what it is. It, I love this week. I, I didn't know about this rivalry until you got here. And it, it's such a great rivalry. The city feels it. Every person you talk to. Like, today I was out there giving out turkeys. Uh, giving out turkeys to, you know, the community and people stopping and they're saying thanks for turkeys. But I was like, hey, it's Dirty Bird Week. You know what we need? We need a fried falcon. And I said, yeah, we, we're going to work on, on pushing that one out there. But beyond that, you know, we're going to talk about hits like Kareem Jackson and this this double suspension in one season. The, the, the latest suspension coming up from, from a hit on a quarterback. I'm not saying the quarterbacks are getting softer or the league is getting softer, but rules need to be changed. You know, fine, I'm sure, but come on, suspend them, mm, a little tough. And, of course, we're going to talk about, you know, who we're bringing up next. On this episode, I got my dog, you know, former former player, uh, drafted to the, the Chargers when they were back in San Diego, came to the New Orleans Saints, and then beyond that, just a, a, a phenomenal God-fearing Christian man. My dog, my oos, Manti Teo. So tune in, tap in, off the edge with me, Cam Jordan. So let's obviously get to what I want to talk about, right? It's Thanksgiving week. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's talk about it's rivalry week versus the Falcons. Saints versus Falcons. Rivalry. I'm not sure what the score is for, for you know, the historical purposes. As far as I know, I think I am, this is 13 years in. This will be the 25th time I play the Falcons. I believe I'm 16 and 8 against the Falcons. I don't know if you know that it's two to one. That means I'm 66% chance of winning. I like them odds. I love them odds for the Saints. They've got Desmond Ritter, uh, you know, Drake, Kyle, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. Uh, you know, they just drafted another top 10 guy, another, what you know, a, a kid out of Arizona. So I don't hate to have to do it to him because we're from Arizona. But I'm going to have to try and lock him all the way down. B. John Robinson, dude is, uh, dude is showing some talent. As a rookie coming out of University of Texas, it's a whole nother thing. But this rivalry week, whew, I say I'm giving out, I'm giving out turkeys. You know, this week I had a, a, a God is Love Foundation 
me partnering up with Giving Hope NOLA, this wonderful uh, Giving Hope NOLA closet they give out to the community down in New Orleans East. Uh, so I'm out here giving out hundreds of turkeys, right? And each car I'll come to, who that? We love you. Saints Nation's the best nation. Kim, you've been here so long. Thank you. You know, whatever it is, you know what I need. Oh, you need a turkey? Let me get you some fixes. Let me get you. No. Hey, beyond the turkey, thank you for the turkey. I need a fried falcon. I need a dirty bird leg. I need, I need to go ahead. Matt Ryan needs to go down. Baby, baby girl, Matt Ryan don't, don't play for the, for the Falcons no more. I need that quarterback to go down. Who's that quarterback? Taylor Heineke? No, ma'am. I believe it's Desmond Ritter. Yeah, Riddler. Riddler. Riddler needs to go down. Okay. All right. We, we, we're going to have to, you know, be on our, our P's and Q's, dot our I's, cross our T's to get this job done. Because what we have been doing is letting quarterbacks escape on us for some reason. And that's on the D-line. So that starts right here with me. You know, what we have to do is lock them down because this rivalry means more than just, you know, more than just a game. This this is the epitome of black and gold versus black and red. This is the epitome of the cities don't really mess with each other because of this game. You know, like guys go out their way to hate on Atlanta. Atlanta goes out their way to hate on New Orleans Saints. You know, I might as well call them diet saints at this point. They've got half our D line from last from previous years. Uh, they've got David Onyemata. They've got you know Albert Huggins. Uh, they had Jalen Dalton at one point. You know they took a linebacker, Caden Ellis. Uh, they they got the previous D line coach is now the DC over there. Sounds like the Falcons bought into the Saints' way, honestly. But I mean, can you? I mean, there's just so many points. There's been times where I've flown into the Atlanta airport. I'm like, oh, you're a good player, but we don't like you. And I'm like, dang, all I do is step off the plane. I'm, I'm just having a connection. I'm not even staying here. Mm-hmm. Cam, huh? Well, Matt Ryan gone. What you going to do now? I don't, why are you upset that your guy retired? Sure, me and him, you know, have such a special connection where I've sacked him more times than any one defender has sacked a quarterback before with the, with the staggering number of 23 times. That's not on me, you know? That's all you, your guys for not protecting them. <laughs> but I just think that when it comes down to it, you know, even previous years where we've had a bad year, there's been times where we washed Atlanta and the city is still good. Like you walk into a place and be like, hey, we, we'll get them next year. But just know we like them two times we beat Atlanta. You know, I can remember two years ago, uh, Matt Ryan's last game we played against him, end of the season. We beat, we beat uh, Matt Ryan, got a sack on him. I'm like, he's he's jogging off. I jog behind him, just like, hey man, you know, just talking to him. Always been a good guy. Appreciate him for all the sacks, you know, added to the career tally. But um, you know, just didn't realize that was going to be Matt Ryan's last game. But it was like, at the end of that, we needed that win the most. They always it happened at the end of the season too, so it means that much more. I mean, honestly, I can't I can't wait for this weekend. So let's move on. You know, and get to Kareem Jackson for his second suspension of the season about the hit off the hit that he put on Josh Dobbs of the Minnesota Vikings. It's, it, it gets frustrating at times when you see a guy like Kareem Jackson get suspended for the second time in one season. Find him, okay? 
the flag was not the flag was not thrown. It did not impede on what the what the Broncos defense was trying to do to the Minnesota Vikings offense. And at that point, Josh Dobbs had declared sort of as a running back. And in that, there was a whole bunch of bodies around. So Kareem comes flying in, being a, a relentless pursuit defender. And sure, his head placement might not have been in the right place, whatever that is. So find him and move on. Tell him, to, hey, keep your head up or else we're going to keep on taking your money. But to suspend him, a really good player for the defense of the Denver Broncos? Come on, man. That's impending on the game. And we're just trying to have a good game. We're just trying to be the best players that we can be. You know, we, we, we take that out of it. And now you're telling coaches, like, you know, coaches telling defenders, hey, you know, vice tackles or keep your head out of it or whatever this is. Coaches are like, hey, how do I coach this? Where it used to be, you know, like, let's just focus on as an offensive player, you'd be like, hey, you know, and if maybe in high school, college, whatever it was, maybe you focus on how an offense player should receive those hits. You know, Tom Brady started talking about, um, you know, not not placing a ball in the middle from, you know, having guys like Ray Lewis, uh, Ronnie Lotts, you know, all these these Hall of Fame players because he's like, yo, if you throw this ball in the middle, you place it in the middle, your really good player is going to go really fast to sleep. I think I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in, in a certain way and every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. You hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily, why don't they talk to their player about how to protect himself? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to a defensive player to protect offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect himself. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm -hmm. That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. Everybody's fighting for every yard. This is a game of inches, right? Fourth and one, third or whatever. Game of inches. Do I have time to think about my body position where this running back is lowering his body to create contact? No. The lack of consistency causes confusion. You know, it's just, when, when you think about what this game is, I'm running as fast as I can. They're running as fast as, the offense is running as fast as they can. They're trying to create big plays. I'm trying to create a turnover or force a turnover. I don't have time to be like, oh, did I go across the bow? Did I keep my chin up while I was trying to place my chest within his chest, also higher, lower than his chin, and my helmet did not slide up and tag him? I don't have time for that. I'm moving as fast as I can. When you think about 11 defenders running to the ball, relentless pursuit. Relentless pursuit doesn't equal, hey, let me size up and make sure that the offensive, uh, the offensive player is okay. And I ask him as he's falling, are you going to be all right while I try to abdicate the ball from his elbow? I don't have time for that. It's just ridiculous. Look, I'm trying to hit this man, and I'm, and I'm going in with ill intentions with a smile on my face. Like, to play defense, you have to be a little, like, you know, loose in the head. You've got a couple screws, just a little slightly unhinged. You have to embrace that, you know? And these flags happening, hurting the team because I'm trying to play my butt off, you have that, that come on, man. Like, you stop making, stop making guys confused and or soft. I, and let guys be guys. Let the Warriors be Warriors and let it keep on rolling. We got to keep on doing this. I'm just saying, let us play ball. And when we come back from the break, my guy Manti Teo is going to join us on Off the Edge. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Super excited, bro, that you're, you're even tapping in. Uh, it's my dog, you know, my, my brother, my oos, my man, they walked over to the house and left some food on, on while we was playing, you know, back in the gap. But when I tell you, uh, I'm excited to have you on the podcast, bro. Like strictly because, you know, one, we were teammates, but two, because you're, you're an honest, positive force to be reckoned with, bro. And like, I, you, I feel like you don't get enough flowers as it is. And you probably do. Like, I'm not sure, you know, you out, <laughs> out Utah, you roll down your window and it's probably snowing outside. You know, I'm not meant for the snow, but Ooze, yeah. when I say, uh, Manti Teo, you know, bro, everything that you did in college over at Notre Dame was spectacular. You know, you played there. You were, uh, should have been, in my mind, a Heisman Trophy winner. You had a Heisman push, you know what I'm saying, a runner-up, if you will. Uh, but the the things that you did in college were absolutely special, bro. You know, you look down and you were going to have accolades for days. You talk about the Maxwell Award, you know, the Walter Camp Award. You talk about the Lott Award, the the Chuck. I, I can never get the the that linebacker award. Veterinary yeah. Award, bro. Like what? in college, <laughs> there was no no award uh, untouched that you didn't have, bro. You're a unanimous All American. Like I said, you you should in my mind, you should have been a Heisman Trophy winner. But, you know, it is just is what it is, bro. You get drafted in the second round to the San Diego Chargers. Does that feel weird that, you know, it's not San Diego no more? You, are you rep yeah. L.A. Chargers? I, no, I always rep San Diego, you know. You know you know how it is. Right. I, you know, I, even even when I was playing, you know, with New Orleans, I was still living in San Diego. I would send you my, the pictures of my tacos at Oscars, you know. And so you, you, you and the family were supposed to come out many a times, and then we Man. moved, and, and you refused to come out here in the cold snow. So uh, no, we're going to have to link up in San Diego. No, no. I'm I'm, I'm going to get out there, bro. To uh, <laughs> Are you out, outside of City Park? Where are you at? Somewhere? So I'm, we're, in Le we're in Lehigh, right between Provo and Salt Lake. Okay. And, um, yeah, we got to take you on the slopes. I know, you, you know, you, you know, you got elite, the elite level of athleticism. The only Absolutely. D lineman to know, the only D lineman that I know leads the conditioning in the half gasher. So <laughs> you definitely could make it down the hills. Oh. I look, see, but I'm not, I'm not conditioned for snow, fam. 
Bro, we we played that one game in Cleveland, and it changed my per, like it it solidified oh, yeah. my perspective on oh, yeah. nobody should play in cold games. But it yeah, also yeah. changed my life in terms of I was like I can't be in America anymore. I left yeah. and, and we lived in Spain this off season because of that Cleveland game. I said I, I was like, babe, pack it up. Take off. We're taking all four kids. Are you you're homeschooling and we're leaving? See, <laughs> just a little a, a little camp slight flex right there. I, I decided I'm gonna go to Spain. Pack your stuff up. See. A lot of us can't make those type of decisions, bro. You know, you, so you packed up and moved to Utah. You were like, mm, "This breeze feels too good." Yo, okay, no, so Utah. this, okay, but my decision was it was because of living purposes. It was like I don't have the cam type of tax bracket, so oh. we got to get out of these high taxes and go to a lower Man, tax I'm not, place. I'm not you know, that. see, that I did. I, I, I didn't just say, "Hey, let's go to Spain." You know, nah, <laughs> yeah, that, we're not there yet. You didn't freeze like I froze. It it was negative twenty eight. It was the coldest game in Saints history. The second coldest game for Cleveland. And I said, wait, the fact that it was the second coldest game for Cleveland, I should not be here. Well, you, you remember when I went to college, Oops, you know, like yeah, and yeah. the negative temperatures, you know, it's ridiculous. It, it gets, yeah, yeah. But I you learned, chose I learned. that. You chose. You were like, ooh, yeah, Notre yeah. Dame. Uh, anyways, bro. So let's just let's just say you know was you you, you got drafted. To the San Diego Chargers, we just moved past that. You know, get us to the Saints. You know, you come, you come mm-hmm. on to the team. What year was that? Twenty seventeen. Yep, twenty seventeen. Yep, that was twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen yep. to twenty nineteen, bro. You're you're on the Saints for a few years, bro. You come in and you bring automatic juice. Like mm-hmm. I've never seen, I've never seen somebody come in and mold so well with the team. You know, like mm-hmm. it was like you, and just like coming off of a fresh team, whatever that was, you came onto the team and everybody just fully embraced you and or you embraced us yeah and bro what what was that like the first day the first day that you came in there i sat right next to you i was like all right bro give me give me the real story yeah 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 and and you know honestly like how you said i brought the juice but honestly the team brought the juice back to me you know what i mean so that was what was so beautiful about being in new orleans it was it was the locker room um it was the personal relationships that i had with you with craig with alex um, you know, and then Didi came in the next year. Right. Hey, Alex um, Anzalone balling at Detroit right now. Bro, Mario Davis is that guy. Like, you know, Craig Robinson used to bring that juice to bro. You and him, yeah. like that was, <laughs> was out there big cup and that thing. Big juice. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and so it was. It, it went. It went both ways. You know, I'm forever grateful um, to all my brothers over there at New Orleans um, for kind of helping me to resurrect my career because I played some, I played the best ball that I played in New Orleans. Um, and it had everything to do with, you know, the 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 path that I took personally um, to get back to where I needed to get to. But the people that I surrounded myself with, the people in that locker room that helped me to, you know, once, once you sat next to me, we had that conversation. I remember I was sitting in my locker, we had that conversation. It was like, all right, man, it was like, oh. all right, let's go play ball. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's, that's where the first time that I, I felt that people saw me as a teammate, you know, and not just a news clipping, you know what I mean? And my play was able to raise from there. And man, I had, I had the most fun um, playing over there in New Orleans. And especially that we got, we got to go back to California during the preseason and we played, you know, we had a joint practice against the Chargers. And, and he was turned um, all the way up. Yeah, all <laughs> Turn all the way up, like, like you might, yeah, as well, you might as well like hit your hit your haka fam, and like I was like, all right, this clearly meant something to him. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I think it was a, a, a it was a benefit because then we got out of that humidity, you know. And right. I remember, man, Sean was trying to make, 
he was trying to make a point, statement. you know, that, that year. And I was just like, I remember thinking to myself, I was like, so the year that I signed here, you decided to bring the team back to New yeah. Orleans. We had just done like three off seasons in Northern Virginia. We, we all yeah. those training camps were Northern Virginia where it was like 65 and sunny, 70 and sunny. And we had like three years of back to back, back to back to back losing seasons of seven and nine, yeah. seven and nine, seven and nine. And, he was like, you know, the owner came down and was like, this is the way you guys want to play. Tom Benson came down and was like, this is the way you got, you'll never go back to, to Virginia again. And Sean Payton was like, yeah. you heard what he said. Now let's double down. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus. That, no, that training that camp, you came worst. in, bro. He came in and like, we went days of straight Bruh. hitting. You know, we had to run off the practice field because we were running out of time at, at practice mm-hmm. for that training camp. So by the time mm-hmm. we hit Cali, bro, for that joint practice, everybody was like, oh, this it? Oh, this is all you guys do? This, you you only have 30 plays? Come on. Yeah. yeah. No, I remember. I remember who was it? Uh, he came off the edge and just thumped the running back. And I remember thinking like, Marcus man, I know court. it was Marcus. Remember? And there was like a whole little ruckus that broke out. But I remember. Oh, they were, hey, they were like, upset. Like Marcus Davenport we comes off, heals this running back. And Chargers yeah. are like, this is not how we practice. I like no this idea. how we practice yeah. though. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> but it was that it, it it to have that level of confidence that because of what we went through, like you stand no chance. You know what I mean? And that's what I felt it, like it helped us to get into that mentality of man, like there's no way that you guys went through what we went through. Like having 30, 40 plus people. I remember after practice, like 40 of us in there with IVs just it looked like a scene everybody from a movie. Up. And I just yeah. walked by. I walked by everybody like, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't cramp up, bro. So I just walked by everybody. I'm like, weakness. I yeah. Like, no, I was like, look at it, you guys. It, you and your yeah. IVs. Hey, bro, you're, you're like, yeah. you're, you're taking two bags. My guy, what was that? What was his name? Devro, whatever. De- Devro's got like three bags in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bro, there's, there's guys hurting everywhere. I'm just like, weakness. Mm-mm. Can't yeah. do it. It, it, went from, you know, it went from a fashion statement, you know, like everybody coming in with visors on. By day two, the visors were off. Short like, sleeves everywhere. You were just trying no. to survive. You know, you took out two pairs of cleats, three pairs of socks. Like Facts. at the at the second like special teams period, everybody was switching out their socks, switching out their cleats, like switching out gloves. You know, it was and just you gotta one of those switch out things. those cleats, bro. Like a training a training camp in New Orleans when it's uh it's like ninety eight degrees and one hundred percent humidity. You're, you're practicing for two and a half hours, bro. An hour yeah. in, your shoes, like you're stepping and it feels like you got a puddle in your shoes. You bring yeah. two or three p- cl- pairs of cleats yeah. to practice just so like conditioning-wise, you're not moving underwater. Yeah. But, yeah. bro, that's crazy, bro. I really want to start off with, first of all, congratulations on, you know, the, all, all your success, bro, starting with Notre Dame. Of course, Polynesian Hall of Fame. You know, mm-hmm. it's like even even your high school, isn't DeForest Buckner from your high school too? Out in, yeah. out in Hawaii, like you know, yeah, I can't. I'm not even going to attempt to say your high school prep school. Punahou, 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 Punahou. Oh, I was close. There you go. You got it. Yeah, I was in there. I was in there, bro. But like, um, I just want to. Like, how does it feel, bro, to to know that you become an all time great at at Notre Dame, bro? Like everything that you did, bro. You know, you throw the stats out there, and there's a reason why. You know, four years, 437 tackles. You know, ranked third all time in in in, the, in history there. Like, how does it feel to know you put such a phenomenal college career together to even have a chance to go to the league? Like, that's always been a dream of mine. So for you. Well, I think it goes back to the saying, like, you always want to leave the place better than when you found it, you know? 
And for me to be able to do that in my way in the fashion that I did it, obviously Notre Dame is is one of the most storied football programs in the country. And um, I just literally went in there to, you know, continue the dominance that my, my father taught me since I was little um, to, you know, really stick to my routines. And, you know, hopefully the result would be what I wanted it to be. I mean, the result was always um, success just based off of the work ethic. And so for me to do that and to have an impact on people off of the field um, was exactly what I would want my career to be like um, while I was at Notre Dame. And it was a special place. And it's, it's nice now because we, we literally just got back from South Bend this past weekend. I took my wife and my babies out there. And, you know, what was what's nice is my wife didn't know the Notre Dame me. You know, she knew the, the NFL me. And, you know, unfortunately, the NFL me didn't. It, it didn't reach the heights of the Notre, the Notre Dame me. And so when we go back to South Bend, she gets to see like the plaques, the, the right. murals, the, all of the trophies and all I, of that. But college, there's, there's, uh, not many people reach that level of success. Now, like there's, yeah. there's only a few cats. Like, you know, <laughs> no, Notre Dame, you like, yeah. there's not too many of you. You heard what I said. Third, up, third in all times in tackles now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Rare yeah, it was it, it was it was up there. It was like that. That was what Through we like to refer town. to as a summit. You know what I mean? Like right. When people when people talk about reaching a summit, like in my life for that time, like that was the summit of college football. You know what I was able to achieve and attain on a personal level um, and on a team level. You know to to make it to the national championship. You know, obviously we got whooped up on by by Alabama. You know and. You know, I had a, I had a, I had a I had a bad taste of Alabama for a long time, and then I met Deuce Deuce, and and you know just to know Mark, yeah. and I'm like, geez. And then you know Tua went there, and so it was one of those things. It was honestly to have my family experience it with me, um, to people to know my name, my last name, and to recognize my family in public. Like that's for for a kid growing up in in a small town in Hawaii. That was everything that I wanted it to be to have that type of impact. I still don't understand this whole like I was I, I'm from Hawaii and then I lived in San Diego and then I moved to Utah. I'm like I'm a, I'm gonna talk about this forever. Like <laughs> nothing but nothing but breeze and views of ocean and like now you're like mm, yeah snowing outside. Yeah, yeah. Well, when the milk goes from twenty dollars a gallon in Hawaii and then you come over and it's five dollars, you're like yeah, you know the. The temperature I could deal with, you know what I mean. I can, I can deal. I can. <laughs> My ducats are stretching a lot farther. Yeah, 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 bro. So let's talk about the Polynesian Hall of Fame, bro. Because like now there's there's you're part of the living legends that's that's in there now. Troy mm -hmm. Palomalu would probably be the first name that comes to my mind, and now the mm -hmm. second name is gonna be Manti Te'o. Thanks, Zeus. Like Thanks, you know, Bruce. like I'm just saying, yeah. like when you're when you're when you're in that same breath, Polynesian Hall of Fame. I like to say I'm a, I'm a joke, but like, well, the rocks in there too. But like, <laughs> but in terms of football, yeah, Troy Palomalu's you, him, you know, yeah. you up next is probably Marcus Mariota. Like, you know, yeah, DeForest yeah, Buckner probably, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to be no, heavy company. Yeah, Defoe is definitely going to be in there. Tua is definitely going to be in there. Talanoa is definitely going to be in there. You know, obviously, their their careers are still going. Um, but to be in the the Polynesian Hall of Fame. Um, it's a big deal because now life comes full circle. You know, like when I was a little kid, um, Troy was my example of, oh, I could do it. You know what I mean? Like right. to see Troy play at play at USC and for him to be drafted to the Steelers and watch his career, you know, go as it went and, you know, Hall of Famer, you know, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, 
for me growing up as a little kid, you know, I look up to those type of individuals, you know, and be like, man, if Troy can do it, I, I can do it. You know, there's a way to do it because he's, he's kind of blazed that path for me now to be in that position and understanding that, you know, there's, there's kids back at home, there's kids around um, the world that's looking up to me and say, Hey, man, I did it. I could do it. And I think, you know, for, for life to come full circle that way, um, just goes to show that all the hard work and the sacrifices that myself and my family, you know, put in, you know, it all paid off and hopefully, you know, we'll be able to push the script with allowing younger, the younger generations to say, Hey, we can do what he did and more, you know what I mean? Let's, let's take it higher. Let's take it further. Um, and then hopefully the gen- the next gen- generation comes around and pushes that even further. And that's kind of what um, that Polynesian Hall of Fame means for me. It's, it's, it's a, it's a celebration that all the hard work was, was, was worth it. Um, but at the same time, it's just another flag up there to tell those kids that's behind me to say, Hey bro, like you could do the same thing. Now take it further. You know what I mean? Oh, big legacy. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know, what you, it's you about, know I'm dude. built on it, bro. It's legacy, yeah. legacy, legacy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's what it's all about, you know? So, you know, we all can relate, you know, with that is like when we die, like obviously the only thing that stays here is our names and the stories that people tell about us and, you know, their interactions with us, you know what I mean? And so I always wanted those interactions and those stories to be positive, you know, and to be like, man, my life's better because I met Manti. My life's better because I met Cam. And I, and you know, you know how I feel about you. So, you know, you know that the, the, the impact that you've had on me and my family. Um, and, you know, when a docu- documentary came out, like you was one of the first people that I text, you know, to say, hey, Oos, like I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for you personally, you know, and like taking all of us to the Jay-Z concert, like you have no idea. So I like how much that concert changed my life, like where I was at that time. And you invited me just being around the fellas. I was like, okay, cool. Like getting to know my teammates, but then the spiritual journey that that, that concert had on me, because obviously Jay-Z was going through his stuff with Beyonce and you right. know he had a lot of people like saying this about him. And I remember he started off the whole thing with his dialogue and a narrative. And he he went through the kill Jay-Z stuff. And I remember like just thinking about it and listening to him. And I'm like, man, those are some of the things that go on in my head. You know what I mean? And then when he ended it with saying, you can't heal what you don't reveal. Like, bro, that was just, it was mind blowing to me. And I'm like, bro, like that's what I got to do. And so from that moment on, it was like my, my whole life kind of took a 180 of, man, I'm, I'm looking about, I'm looking at this thing the whole, the, the wrong way, you know what I mean? And right. it had everything to do with that concert. And then you look at how I played ball that year and look at, you know, and everybody would come to me. It's like, man, that's a Notre Dame man by this point. I was like, well, in order for me to get here, there, there are events that needed to take place, you right. know what I mean? In order for me to get to this place, this, this, this space mentally and emotionally. And it, that concert that you took me to had, a, it was a big, big part of that healing. And so like, Again, it was like I, I never forget the people that was there for me, and you was obviously one of those one of those people, and that's why I had to I had to pay my respects to you, and you was the you know like like I said one of the few people that I text. That's what I'm saying, bro. You you hit me, and I I didn't even know the impact. You know, like I'm like mm-hmm. yeah, bro. Like you know, like if I, if I'm in mm-hmm. if I'm in a suite in the D line in the suite, hey, you know the defense is is, is always welcome. We even open up to the mm-hmm. office sometimes. You know, like yeah. I'm all about that defense camaraderie because I think that makes the team better when you know what your brothers are going through. You know, like we bleed mm-hmm. together. Why would I not, you know, why would I want not want to know more about you as a person? You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's yeah. always it's always that idea of building family. But just that 
how did you even navigate like bro like why do those words hit you so hard that when you when you when that documentary came out earlier this year like how did you navigate that emotional aspect of sort of having to relive through everything right yeah yeah well you know it goes back to that saying that jay-z said you can't heal what you don't reveal you know and there's a lot of healing that occurs when you can verbalize things you know what i mean i didn't realize how heavily I was, I was, I was holding everything in and you, right. you can't heal it when the poison is inside of you. You know, you have to bring that poison out. And the amount of healing that I did all the way up to that point was enough for me to be comfortable in certain, certain circles. You know, there, there was a time where I wasn't comfortable in public. Like I literally would just go to work, do what I had to do, come home and just be a hermit. Like I didn't want to be around anybody. This, this I must have been Dago days. Cause like the Oost is lucid. I know in, in New Orleans, big people yeah. person, big heart person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like but, but, what you need, yeah. I'm here for you. Hey, Oost, exactly, I got you some though. food at your front door. I knocked on your door. Oh, you were the host. <laughs> I got you some food. Like you, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the evolution of it all. You know what I mean? Like that was who I am at my core. I'm a guy who I love people. I love, you know, having great experiences with my friends, um, creating memories with my friends, you know, the, the hermit, that's not me, you know, right. but in order for me to get from the hermit to the guy who was just, you know, love was excitement was just enjoying the, the process and being grateful for the day. Like there was a transition and, 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 and a journey that, that I had to go on. And a lot of it had to be done by myself, but there are key moments where I needed somebody to be there with me, you know what I mean? And so like, you were one of those guys, Craig was one of those guys, Alex was one of those guys that I really leaned heavily on. And you said something that, that, that was so real. You said you, I want to know, I, I had all of these experiences. You would have all of these experiences with the team, the defense to, to know what they're going through. Right. I think what took it a step further was you don't even you didn't even know the impact that you you were making. You didn't even know what your teammates are going through. But because you had them around, you were doing healing for them that you you didn't even know you were doing. You know what I mean? And that's the quality of a great leader. You know what I mean? Just somebody that understands that what happens on the football field is just a result of all of the things that we've done together at dinners. You know what I mean? All the things that we've done on the foot on the practice field man you guys would play you you would play smash bros like for hours bro like i remember like yo nigga gonna call and i'm your neighbor so yeah you gotta you can't go, go home. i can't i can't go home before you bro hurry up i'm <laughs> playing smash bros with the boys door. like after she practice i need that i need that yeah she gonna see my truck in the driveway she'd be like cam ain't home yet like some he <laughs> No, Nick, no. He he still plays Smash Bros with Craig Dam Yeah, so it was it was it was a special transition. It was a special journey, and it was a journey that you know made me into who I am. Most to to really appreciate genuine relationships, appreciate um, good people, and bro, like again, our locker room was special, bro. You know, and that's right. what I always tell people: like the locker room in New Orleans is what made the success of our team you know like how close we were and so you know i always watch my boys I always watch you guys on sundays and i'm like they gotta have fun again you know what i mean y'all gotta have fun right. celebrate you know what i mean just gotta, bring gotta that live. energy gotta, gotta live. be got to gotta, you gotta know live. and so we was like we was like i don't care what nobody says we was the one who started that turnover oh, for sure. I, I think i think that's just 
that's that's already known. Like the Saints yeah. started that. I don't know even sure who started, but like that happened from from us. Yeah. Boys, yeah. you know, Craig Robinson was out there with the big bucket of flowers, like, give everybody their flowers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My Sean would get an interception and, and like running in and everybody rallied behind it. And like mm-hmm. that for sure is the Saints thing. Like they still yeah. do it. As long as it's to a close end zone, I'm with the job. Like if oh, we're on the 30 hurts. and we go to the you know, we go into the end zone, bet. If we at the 30 yeah. and you turn around and you jog 70, no, 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 no. I see you, know you on the sideline. You know what that reminds me of? You remember when we had that goal line stand against Atlanta and I recovered that fumble? I remember we was on the goal line. Like, we was like, on the tw- one. That was 2017. That happened. That was 2017. That was the second, that was the second Atlanta game, remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I picked the ball off and I started to run. I ran to the opposite side of the field. And I remember as I'm running, I remember watching the clip and your face was like, ooh, so I would love. I'm with you, dog, but Right let's, here. Let's, we still drop right. it. Leah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, like, yeah, that probably was a bad a bad decision for me to run to the opposite side. Opposite side. You want to go yeah. nine you want to go ninety seven yeah, yeah, yards yeah, out. Yeah. We're just doing the conditioning test on that yeah, one. I was like, yeah, we go. It's over. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. take out this thing. <laughs> Good memories, Zeus. You talk about emotional intelligence, you talk about just the quality of, of knowing who you are, bro. You found that over the years, but like how did how did that come about or what is it now that you have a unique perspective on what it is to be? Cause you've lived at the highest peak of what an athlete is when everybody's looking up at you, you're still balling everything about it to you've had setbacks, whatever, you know, the whole, the whole catfish situation to coming back and getting drafted second round to playing your type of your brand of football here with the, with, or here <laughs> previously with the, with the New Orleans saints. Like mm-hmm. what did that, all take it to you and how do you look at the the status of mental health now well mental health to me right is when you're mentally healthy it's i like to think that there's not a lot of voices in your head you know those that are that are mentally unhealthy it's because they have so many voices in their head they're kind of they kind of get lost they get lost in the sauce of like man like whether it's they're 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 at a certain peak right and they think that there's something that they're not or they're at a valley and there's so many critics in their head that they can't just they can't seem to shake it and so i've been at both right right now the journey has allowed me to identify all of those voices identify the sources of those voices and get them out right but now that the only voice that i hear is mine and when and we talk about voices like social media, your girl, your family, yeah. you know, what you, you, oh, I got to take care of my parents. Oh, like I need to be, I need to be this pinnacle of a player for me to be, be accepted. Yeah. You know, there's, there's all it, types it, of pressures that, that are equal yeah. voices in the head. You said, you said well, voices, it made me think about that first time we ever had a conversation. I was like, all right, Ooze, before you, before you be a mic and call these plays, his girlfriend was she a figure in your imagination <laughs> or was she like that that situation so yeah yeah, yeah. So, the voices are, like, are all like pressure voices, surrounding you yeah well they're they're pressures and and they're also um they're the critics and they're also the fans you know what right. i mean Absolutely. because like after, when after you're living game, on either extreme yeah whether they're dragging you or whether you have just like 10 sacks one game and they're like telling you the, you're, you're the, the greatest thing ever yeah like both of both Extremes are dangerous, you know what I mean? Especially if it's not the the beliefs that you have in your head. Like the fact that I know who I am to a point where there's nothing that the 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 praise or the criticism can sway me. Yeah. That is where I mean like men, mental health 
and you being so sure of what your identity is, um, who you are as a person, that you're not swayed either way. Like yeah. that's, you know, where I feel I got to, um, that I that I know who I am. Um, there's nothing that you could tell me <laughs> that's going to sway that um, because I was swayed a lot. And when I kept swaying, swaying, eventually I, I fell face flat, you know, and so I had to literally pick myself back up and figure out, you know, from square one and build myself up from square one, from brick one. And again, I had to do a lot of it by myself, but there were people that helped me to, 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 to build that, you know, whether it be my family, my parents, my siblings, my friends, like yourself, yeah. um, my wife, you know, my kids now, you know, so it's a journey that everybody must take. It's a journey that, I, some, you know, I hope that it doesn't take people as long as it took me. Um, but the journey is, is, is what, you know, creates and it molds and it, you know, you'll be happy with the, the, the final product in the end. And I'm definitely happy um, with, with, you know, who I came out to be as a man, you know, so um, for anybody that's going through mental health issues, in order for you to be the best version of yourself, you need to be internally the best version of you. Cause what happens outside is just a reflection of what's going on inside, you know? And mm. so, um, that's, that's kind of my piece on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, you never know. You never know. Like, even talking about it, bro, who you're affecting, or you know, it, it feels like it's a sermon at times, bro. Like, that's just a message somebody may need to hear. You know, mm-hmm. in this in this day and age, well, you know, we're we're starting to under, understand this EQ or this even like I I call twenty like I I call twenty twenty. I'm like the error to be soft, right? Mm-hmm. And and I sort of chuckle about it, but it's it's literally like you know everybody's worried about other people's opinions. Everybody's worried about everybody's yeah. you know w- w- how am I affecting next person over or how are they affecting me or social media does this and all in all these other circumstances where it's like bro know who you are and stand on it. You know mm-hmm. like like live live your truth live your life and you know be blessed like there's so many ways it can go life can always be worse and life can always be better you know mm-hmm. it's just like watching you know, after a game football film you be like bro i played terrible game film is not going to be as good as you think it is and game film's not going to be <laughs> as bad as you think it is those games yeah. be like oh i killed them i have four sacks they couldn't touch me and you walk yeah. on and you're like, dang, I got locked up like three or four times, bro. Like, or I got close. <laughs> it could have been a seven sack game, and all I left was, yeah. was three or four. You know, yeah. like you like that's it. a great analogy. That is actually a great analogy of 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 how life is. Uh, you know, and, and like I never thought of that analogy, but now that you put it that way, that's actually the perfect analogy for it. It's never as bad as you think it is, and it's never as great as you think it is. Thanks. You know, so like again, to stay grounded in it all, to be grateful for it all. Um, because at the end of the day, like, like life happens for you, doesn't happen to you, you know? And so you have the ability and, and, and the power to make life what you need to make it, you know, you could make it great, but you could also make it a living hell. You know what I mean? So you have that power, like people who let things happen to them and say, oh man, like I'm the victim. And I was like, no, nah, bro, you, you're the only, you're, you're only the victim of your decisions, you know, because no matter what you do to me, I still have the ability to filter it and perceive it the way that I need to perceive it in order for me to progress. Like, I'm never going to let anybody do anything to me, say anything to me that's going to cripple me and, you know, you know, stunt my growth as a person. And the reason why I know that is because I used to let that do it, do it, do it to me. You know what I mean? And so that's what, you know, for me, mental health, I think it's, it's, it's something that's important. I think some people look at it as a, a, as a reason 
to to do the things they do. No, that's not what mental health is. You know what I mean? Mental health is you understanding who you are, the best version of yourself, the best form of yourself, and you doing all that you can to get there. You know, it's not an excuse to do stupid things. You know yeah, what I mean? That's not that's... what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like when people say, oh, my ma-. no, 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 bro. That's not what this is. It's understanding where I'm at and where I need to get to yeah. and the things that I need to do in order to get there. You know, and so that's, that's what I, that I think mental health is. It's, it's, it's for me to be the best version of me, um, to do the most good, you know, what, what can I, what version of me brings out the most good? What, what, the, what version of me brings out the the most production? Like that's, that's what I need to do. Right. That's that's the person. The Lord I need to bless be. me. How can I be a blessing to others? Exactly, brother. Exactly. I'm still, I'm still breathing. I'm still standing. Yeah, hey, bro. You, you know, like I said, you a family man. Now that you know, you, I can't say like football's over because I don't think football ever leaves the blood. <laughs> right? Now you got a legacy of your own, bro. Like I said, Mary, yeah. my dog got two kids now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jits. Yeah. With the yeah. S at the end, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what 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 is, what's it now? Because there's no off season now. You know, like me off season, I'm mm-hmm. splitting. I'm like, man, what what else can I do? Where, where can I go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's what's next for you, bro? Like now now you done dra- dropped a documentary. You probably got an executive yeah. producer credit out of there. You got EP. You know you do things now. <laughs> what 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 else is in in Utah for you? You know what's what was amazing was when my, when you know every parent will will understand this when my kids came into my life, especially when my son came. When my daughter came, like I went to the dad phase, the dad bought, I gained a whole bunch of weight. And, you know, I didn't okay. realize it you un- gonna, until- You gonna put that on the baby girl? Yeah, I, it was my daughter's fault, bro. Like, you know, my princess <laughs> softened me up, you know? Um, but then when my son came and with the both of them, um, immediately life took a turn for me. It was, it, I immediately wanted everything great in this world for my kids. Absolutely. You know, I, I wanted everything that was great in this world. I wanted for them. But the person that the first thing that needed to happen was I needed to be great. You know, I needed to be the greatest version of me because my kids aren't going to remember what I tell them, but they're going to remember what they saw me do. They, they're going to remember how they saw daddy work, how he saw how, how they saw me walk through this life. Um, and so it was, I was 295. Oh, January first. Oh, I was that, two, I, that boy was detacking that thing. Detacking. Uh, I, I, split, I was two ninety five. gap. <sighs> yes. Yeah. So my wife decided. She told me she was like, "Hey, when I'm done giving birth to this boy, I wanted to do a, a fitness show." I was like, "Okay, cool." She did fitness shows before. Um, so I was like, "All right, what a perfect, what a perfect opportunity for me to get back to shape." So she and I went on this fitness journey. Hey. And my goal was to get back down to my plane weight at 237. I hit that. And so it was all a way of getting back to the best version of me. Now, throughout that process, I was doing a lot of public speaking. Um, since the, the documentary came out, um, I met with a lot of a lot of successful people. And they just happened to be in a private equity world. And um, they were telling me, like, why aren't you doing what we're doing? He's like, there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing what you know we're doing you know you have the network you have the abilities you just need to make those decisions for yourself and i'm sitting over here in utah and i'm like okay like we're we're living a comfortable life but we're not living the off-season go to spain life like camp you know what i mean like i want to i want to i want to give that to my kids you know what i mean i i know tony finau tony finau is out here in utah and i I watch him uh, how he moves and it inspires me I'm like, man, he's on a private jet everywhere. You know, what I mean, he just came back from the F the the F one race over there in yeah. in in Vegas. You know, I'm like, man, I I want to do that. You know, how can I do that? Well, I started 
I started to contact a lot of people, talk to a lot of people. And, you know, so we're in the process of, of getting into the private equity wor world. And that's, that's where I know that I can do everything that I want to do. One, I can be present in my, in my kid's life the way that I want to. Two, I can be an example to them of what I want life to be for them. Right. Um, and three, I can build generational wealth. Mm. You know, I can, I can introduce my children and my children's children to a thinking and a mentality and an approach to life that is going to get them to a place, you know, where, okay, daddy got the private jet. Now what you going to do? You know what I mean? Oh, that so that's, different. you know what I'm saying? But that's the it's envelope that I'm trying to push. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, why not? Like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, Bro. it's it's all up to me. You know what I mean? So Fact. if it's up to me, then I'm, you know, I'm going to take it as far as I can take it. And then son, I taught you everything that I could learn no doubt. and everything that I've done. Now you got to take it. Yeah. You know what hey, I mean? I can so only get you it, so far, bro. I took the, yeah. I took the fam to Spain and Tank was like, oh, we could do that again. No, 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 baby. I took you to Spain for a reason. We, we lived out there this off season because one, I wanted to introduce you to a different world. Two, mm -hmm. I wanted, I, I want you to be inspired to learn Spanish. And three, I want you to understand when you talk to your friends, not everybody gets to live in Spain for two and a half, mm -hmm. three months. You know, like when you like it takes it takes a certain way of working, takes takes a certain lifestyle to get to where you are. So you can't yeah. just be like, oh, I'm just gonna live off my dad. No, baby. Like when that mm -hmm. water spout turn off, I'm gonna yeah. tell you what my daddy told me. Yeah. Hey, I'm doing okay. Yeah. I don't know how you're gonna live, <laughs> but I'm always gonna live like this. Yes, but yeah. Hey, and that's and that's shout out to that's dad, what you need. Bro. Shout out to Pops. Like yeah. Steve, Steve Jordan. Yeah. I was like, I remember, bro, I used to, you know, have a TJ Maxx budget. I had a checking book that I had a and I was like, I'm living in a big house, you know, five, six, five, 53, 5400 square feet, which is huge to me, you know. I'm mm -hmm. going to all my friends' places and they're sitting on, you know, a thousand square feet or twelve hundred square feet. 2,200 square feet. All I know is I got a big house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're yeah. in Jays and they're in, you know, Coogee back in the gap. And they they rocking, you know, Louis Vuitton. Coogee. Belts. <laughs> hey, like, I'm over here. I, I came to my dad at like 12, 13 years old once I understood what material things were. And I was like, man, are we broke? I was like, dad, you played league for 13 years. And he looked yeah. at me and was like, nah, I'm doing really good, actually. I was like, I'm an engineer. You know, I got my degree from Brown. I'm still an engineer. I played in the league for 13 years. Like I, I'm doing really well actually. But you, son, you're broke. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. and that stuck with me, bro. But that's but that's the power of parenting, though. You understand? Because dad could have took taken that a totally different way. He could have had you dressed to the nicest things and enabled you. You know, and that's one thing that I told my wife is I'll never do is I'll, I'm never going to enable my kids. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to do what what you just said, Cam. I'm going to take them around the world. I'm going to give them those experiences. I'm going to open up their eyes to see like, hey, man, like your dreams. I'm going to show you what your dream looks like. I'm not just going to tell you, write it on a paper. No, I'm. you want to do this? Cool. I'm going to take you over there nice. so that you can be in the buildings. You could see the environments. You could talk to the people. You could smell. You could taste. You could feel. You know what I mean? Because then it becomes a reality for you. Now it becomes a goal. Now you know what it looks like. Now you can picture yourself in those places. So that's what it's all about for me. It was like you asked me, what's next? Well, what's next is the top. Okay, now we get to this summit of this mountain. Well, there's always another mountain to climb. Let's always, get to the top of that one. Absolutely. There's always, you know, and it, it, it never stops. It, it never stops. And I don't ever want it to stop for my kids. And, and, and I'm always going to learn from you. I'm always going to learn from your dad. You know, your dad's one of the the best humans I ever met, man. Every time he saw me, he always said, what's up? Always asked how I was doing. And you never, if you ever ran into your dad, you never knew that he 
played in the like, league yeah, as long as he right? had had that success. You'll never know because he's just so down to earth. And then you meet you, you're like, oh, makes sense. You know, it makes <laughs> sense because you're raised by that guy. You know what I mean? Like you you ran you run into you. The only way you would know that you're a professional athlete is because you you look like one. But no, if you, you talk to Cam you Jordan, you can't, hold, yeah. you, can't, you can't hide these shoulders, fam. I'm not even in the yeah. camera frame now. Yeah, you either you either know that or you know that Cam, a professional athlete, because his, his his big selfie coming out of a small some small car. Sometimes I remember he was rolling the SUV sometimes, and he was parking the the parking lot you're supposed to not park at. You know, I was like, only Cam can park over there. You know what I mean? But yeah. you know, you never know, right? And that's what I feel is the 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 best thing that somebody could tell you, like, is my interactions with you was on a human level, one of the best interactions that I could ever have. And it had nothing to do with your social status. You know what I mean? And so all of the, those people that I've met that's in this private equity world, that's pro billions. Like when I met a dude who he runs a $200 billion firm, bro, like with a B came walking in with Louis Vuitton, everything. Like I, I thought I was studying with some Travis, some Travis Scott's like, I was like, yeah, I boy came in some Louis yeah. left in a Lambo truck. But like the conversations, bro, Mm -hmm. human to human right and he's just like how can i help you how can well man clay i want to do that you know i want to get to that level so i can turn back around and say hey bro how can i help you you know how can i get right. you here you know what i mean because that's that's what i want to see everybody win bro you know and that's what At you know the the there's people that help me to win you know i mean i want to see everybody win so yeah that's that's what's next that's what we're working on that's what's current you know those that's the current events for the Teo family right now yeah um Future events. Hopefully, my son goes to Notre Dame. You know, he already got a verbal offer this weekend, so he's ten months old. Can't <laughs> ten months old. <laughs> you're ten yeah. months old. Coach Coach Freeman came over. He was like, "You have an offer." I was like, "All right, Coach. I'm gonna make. I'm make sure he's ready." Now he ain't gonna play linebacker. He's gonna play quarterback because all them all them rules in football right now protecting him, the, that boy. Like you can't <laughs> land on him. You can't hit him above the shoulders. You can't hit him below the knees. Like, and once he releases, you better not touch him. You better not touch him. So you I said, son, you're going to play quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I appreciate you tapping in, bro. I'm going to get you out of here. Like, I, 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 I try and keep it at around 35, but I, I I love having great people on here, bro. It's It's been nothing but a pleasure keeping you on off the edge with me, bro. It's my title. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's but levels. I, always, bro. I appreciate you for everything that you are, bro. I'm going to tap in shortly. Love I you, brother. You. Always. This week has been, you know, a blessing. Man, first self shout out to my guy, Manti, for for hitting the pod up. You know, just talking about what it means to be a good person, a good human, and he's one of the best of them. Uh, you know, just going into this Thanksgiving week, I, I, I mean, we're going to talk about our favorite foods, right? Just let's get off the, 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 the rattle off, right? What are your top three? Since I got to New Orleans, it's mac and cheese, it's gumbo, and it's it's the seafood stuff peppers now i think there's cornbread stuff and there's some kind of stuff in it. i'm not sure what goes into it i have to order this because i have yet to figure it out before i have to leave new orleans i'm going to figure out where or how to create these right fire top three i need to know yours that being said you know i just want to think about thanksgiving and how blessed i've been it's why you know every year i try and give back so much of my time and efforts to thanksgiving week trying to feed um my community you know anybody who's in need uh, this past week, you know, I teamed up my foundation, God is Love, teamed up with Giving Hope Closet, uh, Giving Hope NOLA Closet uh, over there in New Orleans East, where they do a lot of great things and gave out hundreds of turkeys. Uh, you know, fam showed up, 
uh, kids got to give out turkeys. I just want I just want them to know that it's okay to be a blessing to another person. You know, I think in this day and time, you know, we're grateful for everything that we have: health, family, uh, the ability to see our you know our loved ones. You know, my my uh, wife's family's coming in this week. Uh, you know, they're going to do some great things on the, on the grill while I'm working, uh, and I'm going to get to come home and to, to a great meal. Some families don't have that. And it's, it's just so important to give back and try to, uh, hopefully give a little bit of joy on a, on a week that's meant for giving thanks. Uh, so shout out to everybody who, who made the event great, you know, Troy Duhon, Miss Betty Thomas, um, you know, Alicia Sheridan Burchard, uh, you know, the whole Saints team that backed up, showed up for the media situation, you know, wifey, Nikki Jordan uh, brought, th- brought the kids through, uh, you know, Tank, Glow, Nia, uh, Cha-Cha, uh, Chanel, you know, they, they came through and they gave out turkeys and my, a couple of teammates showed up. Shout out to my dog, Brian Brzee, my little rook. I don't think he had a choice in it, but he showed up. Um, just amazing overall support. So it's always a blessing to be a blessing. Just keep that in mind. Uh, and for that, I just want to wrap up the show. You know, I appreciate everybody tuning in, tapping in. I hope you guys have a phenomenal Thanksgiving. I hope the the, the gumbo is hitting, the, the you know, mashed potato gravy is smacking, and I hope that everybody's mac and cheese is the cheesiest of the mac and cheese, unless you're lactose intolerant, and then I'm sorry, because I'm going to eat for both of us. And I'm going to put my little side plate away and probably eat again right, you know, after Sunday when I get back to the crib. Because we all know food hits better the next day. But it can't be the next day. It's got to be the best day. And it's got to be Sunday after we beat the Falcons. Anyways, thank y'all for tuning in with me, Cam Jordan, on my podcast, Off the Edge. That's it, baby. Go ahead, tell your friends while you're sitting at the table. Hey, tune in, tap in anywhere you get your podcast. That's Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio app. You know, wherever you get your podcast, tune in, tap in for Thanksgiving, giving thanks, being a blessing. Off the edge with me, your host, Cam J. Peace. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.